Lekutah Sicha is Chelek Chafalef, Parashat Kisisa Sicha Beis. Shengeret Fil Mol, we've already discussed many times, like in the Gedal Adiyuk in Pirish Rashi Alatayra, about the great precision with which Rashi wrote his commentary on the Torah. Bechlauza included in this is also, as Al Derech Arayv, for the most part, Chazet Rashi Nisht Ibez and Pirish Tzveimol, Rashi does not repeat that which he already said previously, similar to what Rashi says in regards to the explaining the Mishkan which is repeated again in the Parsha Vayakil so he says I have already explained the contributions that were given to the Mishkan and the uh, work that was done the plans and so on where it was commanded that they should do meaning of Parsha Trum and Tetzavah so he's not going to re-explain it again in Vayakil Bakudai Sidon, there is an exception to this rule. Sidon, as the Tzvet Mol, Kumtsuatosis Inyan, Umbir, Kiyetzabai. Unless, of course, in the second time around, something new is added to what he said previously. Other or another exception. Unless there is a, a great uh, there's a, a many many parshas have gone by since the first time that Rashi explained it, so he may re-explain it again further down the line. Certainly, if it happened, if the earlier one was in a previous chumash, and then the second appearance of this uh, issue is in a later chumash, so which means that there's a greater distance between them. Then he can, he would repeat, he may repeat his explanation again, at least in brief, even if nothing new is added. Because it's possible that the student that is learning the, uh, the, ishti, the subject doesn't remember what Rashi said so many weeks ago. Allah has come of a comma in aim parsha gufa. So certainly, then, if in the same very same parsha is nishmas taba and is all fagessim basrashiyot mufarish given, it's not doesn't stand to reason that somebody is going to forget something that Rashi said mit etlach psukim freer only a few psukim earlier. So therefore, it's obvious that Rashi should not have to explain again that which he only explained a few psukim previously if there's nothing new added to the second explanation so based on this rule we have to understand in regards to our parsha where we find that Rashi repeats the very same thing twice on the pasuk in this week's parsha where it says, where Hashem says, I will send an angel before you, I will uh, banish the uh, the seven nations, and he mentions the names, the Knani and the Amori, and Achiti, Vaprizi, Achibi, Vayavusi, names six of those uh, nations. So is Rashi Matik from Pasuk, so Rashi quotes from the Pasuk, and I will banish the uh, Knani, one is Mefarish, and he explains Shisha Umeshem. There are six men, uh, nations mentioned here. While we know that there's really seven, Vahagirgoshi, because the Girgoshi, the seventh nation, Omad vacated the land. They left on their own without having to be, uh, having to go to war against them and so on. They just picked up and left on their own. So that's one time. And also in the uh, a little bit later in this week's parsha, it says in the pasuk, "I will chase away from before you the Amori and the Knani." Again, he goes through the six nations. And Rashi is matik. Is Rashi matik as Amori? Rashi quotes from the pasuk the word Amori. When his mefarish and he he says, "Vov umes yeshkan." There are six nations men- mentioned here. Because Girgoshi rose up and left, uh, you know, from before them, they went out before the Yidden arrived. 
is nishvastandik. So therefore, we have to understand. Favozdaf Rashi ibechazer in the Zalbim Pirush. Let's read more. Why does Rashi have to repeat the very same thing twice? Beis There are commentaries vazogim that say as Rashi chazetib and Pirush defar that Rashi repeats it because. In the first, uh, by the second time that he mentions it, the Pasuk says that Hashem himself will go and, you know, banish the uh, nations, make sure that they leave. Not like an angel, the Ivan Friedigen Pasuk, as is mentioned in the earlier Pasuk, where he says, I will send an angel to do it. And therefore, since now we're talking about Hashem himself, is Rashi Mefarish? Rashi explains as Alpha became that even though when in them vet in them prat even though it's uh, there he was talking about a Malach doing it, now we're talking about Hashem doing it. In the fact of how many nations will remain, there is no change. The same six nations remain. Girgoshi left. And even when I, meaning Hashem, will be the one pushing them out, the other six nations besides Girgoshi will not have left the land on their own, even though they know that Hashem is himself is coming to do it, in order to avoid having to go to war against the Jewish people, they will still remain and they will still go to war against the, the Yidden, even though Hashem himself is coming. Nor blows Girgoshi, only the Girgoshi, be by Vishalach as in the first Pasuk where it says Hashem will send an angel to do it, and there too the Girgoshi left on their own, but the other six nations remain. So therefore, because of this novel idea that comes is added by this later Pasuk, which is now telling us that Hashem himself is going to come, so you might think that, oh, then they better get out of the way. No, they didn't get out of the way. They still went to war against the Jews. So that's the answer they give. But this answer still needs more clarification because, number one, the Chiddush, as the Vav Umezvel Nishtabegim Ba'atzmam Afilavem Panayelechu, this idea, this new idea that these six nations will not leave on their own, even though Hashem says that I myself will come, as signified also by the Pasuk Panei Elechum, I myself will go with you. Shtetnish in Rashi, that is nowhere mentioned in the Rashi. Rashi doesn't say it at all. The only thing Rashi addresses again is that why is Girgoshi not mentioned here? And that can be understood the fact that Gergoshi should not be mentioned can be understood, and not just simply because we learned it before, but also because how much more so should it now the Gergoshi not be there? From them was Rashi at Fiyam Mefarish given as Gergoshi Amad of If the Gergoshi was ran away when they knew that only an angel was coming, of course they're going to run away if they know that Hashem Himself is coming. So therefore, why does he need to say it again? That's the only thing Rashi is saying. So that shouldn't have to be said. Another point: If the pasuk would have been describing that the Yidden will have to go to war and will win, while the Eved to get gate means because Hashem is with them, is moving, then we can understand the Bavarinish from Pirush what this what this second point that Rashi is making, not Rashi is making, but that those commentaries are sort of putting into the mix. Even though that Hashem is going with us, is going to be with us on, in this war, we will still have to go to war against the six nations. And only Girgoshi will leave on their own. But in the Pasuk, but in this Pasuk, where Hashem is saying, I will banish the Amorim from before you, it's not discussing the war, it's not discussing the upcoming war, and even more so. Pashtus Loshna Kosov, if you read the Posik on the surface, is Mashma, it seems, we're talking about a much better way of taking over the land of Israel from the other nations. Hashem says, I am going to banish them from before you. 
but according to what how they're in, explaining it, Kumto he says the as the Pirush is in Panecha. The what the point that they're making is that the it goes in, it goes in contradiction to what the new pasuk says, which is I am going to banish them. You would think that with the new news that Hashem Himself is going to be there, and we're not talking. You would think that something would have changed and something new would happen. Maybe the other, some of the others would leave, and the, the Rashi says no, only the Gergoshi left. So in other words, it begs the question. Here Hashem is going, He's going to be the one to do it, and yet the six nations are not leaving. They're all staying. So it sort of undermines the new addition, this new novel thing that Hashem said, you know what, I'm going to come with you. And yet nothing changed. So that undermines the new situation that Hashem Himself is going to be there. Gimel, the Kashavet Nuchstarke, and the question becomes even greater. If according to the Rashi, we have to explain. Where in the Rashi works on explaining the simple pasuk. So if Rashi feels that we have to explain that Rashi has to explain why only six nations are mentioned when everybody knows that there were seven nations in Eretz Yisrael. By the way, as evidence from the fact that he explains it twice in our parsha. So Rashi sort of explained it already previously. For the where Rashi explains that there were only six nations the very first time. Not not Rashi. I mean, the pasuk only lists six nations the very first time. Or al kaponim farazayin freer, or if not the very first time, but at least earlier, it appears a number of times. As is going to explain now, megifintos kamapalmin free. We find a number of times earlier in chumash Earlier in chumash ma'is, tzvei mol in parshish Two times the listing is done in the parshish ma'is, and ein mol in parshish ma'is, once in parshish ma'is, and it's only six nations. Rashi doesn't find it necessary to explain why there are only six nations mentioned. So why suddenly here does he feel he has to explain it? In as regards to Parshim we could still give, we might find the answer. Why Rashi doesn't explain it there? The reason might be because right at the beginning of the of that discussion it says I will be sending an angel before you and this is back in Parsha Mishpatim and Rashi is Mepharish and Rashi explains Kan Nizbasru over here they were given the news that they would commit the sin so that Hashem was already saying alluded to hinting to them there's going to be a sin the eagle and as a result of that it's not going to be me who's going to accompany you to Israel. I'm going to send uh, a malach instead which is what happened there Hashem said it's not going to be me um, it's going to be a malach because of the sin of the eagle so Rashi is telling us that he already dropped a hint in this pasuk because he says I am sending a malach they wonder why is he sending a malach why is he not coming himself doesn't explain he just tells them this is what's going to happen that was already the hint that Hashem dropped. Something's going to happen. I'm not going to come. Where does Hashem actually articulate why He's not coming with them? It's in this parsha, in this week's parsha in Kisisa, where it talks about the eagle. Where Hashem articulates to Moshe Rabbeinu after the sin of the Egel I'm going to be sending an angel with you because I myself will not be coming with you of course Moshe Rabbeinu petitioned Hashem that he should come and in the end he said okay I'll come Saint 
And since now it comes clear, becomes clear from Rashi, that something that I mentioned here is not explained yet because it's only a hint that was dropped. But I haven't, I haven't told you yet why Hashem decided to send only a malach. And he waits until Parsha Kisisa, a few parshas um, on, in which he will explain, Rashi will explain, why Hashem decided not to go himself and send an angel. Therefore Rashi also relies on this point, on this detail. Was the why, that why is it that the Pasuk only mentions six nations rather than seven so Rashi says listen I'm going to have to explain that whole subject later anyway I'll explain this too I'm not going to explain it here just like he doesn't explain what's the reason that Hashem is sending a Malach until our Parsha and so he figures I'll, I'll explain the six nations there too on the fact that he'll explain it in this Parsha so we can understand why in Mishpatim he's not explaining it it meaning why there's only six na- uh, nations mentioned as a Zobar Nishvashtandig but we still have to understand by the Tzveimov and Parsha Shmois why is it that the two times that he it's also in Parsha Shmois only six nations are mentioned for the Pasek Rechandosh Yishom is where the Pasek only mentions six nations on lost Oiz Girgoshi and also leaves that Girgoshi for us Rashi Shtelzu Dart Nishtab if then why Rashi doesn't Pointed out over there. Dalit. Oichtafen Fashtein. We also have to understand the Shinul Shainis in the Purusha Rashi Barashasainu. We said that there are two Rashis which explain the same thing with minor differences. One changes the Erst Mozok Rashi Shisha Umas Haim. The first time he says they are six nations. They are six nations. When in Tzvetan Purusha, the second time around, he says Vav Umas Yeshkan. There are six nations mentioned here that's a small change but it's a change a second change is the first time around he says Girgoshi and the Girgoshi was not mentioned or because left ahead of them or the second time around he says Girgoshi because Girgoshi so again a minor difference but it means something a third difference is Bepirush Alvazim Asayim, the first time he, he concludes Me'elav, that they left, the Girgashi left on their own, on their own, Me'elav on their own. Mashenke the Mitzvah, but the second time it doesn't say, he's a Mashvadim word, he leaves out the word on their own. The, sec- the Girgashi left. A fourth difference by the Meshmal is Rashi Matik from Posig Vigirashti is Aknani. And the first time he when he's explaining this idea he said, Rashi quotes from the Pasuk the word and I will banish the Knani so he says also I will banish the Knani but in Tzvetan Mol in the second time is he only doesn't say the words leading up to the word he just quotes the first of the nations the Goimer and so on and all the rest of them he doesn't say I will be banishing from before you, which is the Pasuk here. He doesn't mention that in the quote from the Pasuk. He just goes straight to the name of the nation, the first nation that appears there. Hey, the Chilitz Hishin, the Psukim, Parsha Seinu, so the difference between the Psukim as they appear in our Parsha and the Psukim, Parsha Shmois, and the Psukim as they are in Parsha Shmois and Parsha Boy also. Where in Parshish Mais also there's only six nations mentioned, as we said already, is Bapashtas. The difference between them is simply understood. In Parshish Mais, Retzach Nishvegn design Ummeshikala Atzmam. Parshish Mais is not talking about the seven nations, nor Vegn land. It's talking about Hashem is describing the land which He is going to bring the Jewish people to. He's talking about the the territory. He's describing the territory. How does he describe it? By mentioning the territory in which these nations happen to live. The The context there is Hashem is telling them, He's promising them that He will take them out of Mitzrayim. He's going to bring them to a land which is good and wide open spaces. To a land flowing with milk and honey. El Makaim to the place, which place is he describing? 
So rather than give the coordinates on a map, he says to the place where the Knani live and the Chiti, Amiri, Aprizi, That's the place, the lands in which they occupy right now. But Omar, and he said, Mitzrayim, I will take you out from the uh, oppression of Mitzrayim, I'll edit the Knani to the land of the Knani, that's the second time it appears, I'll edit to the land flowing in milk and honey. So the mentioning of the nations over there is to describe the area in which, which he's promising them. It's not talking about the people, that li- about the people, it's talking about the land. The people are merely a reference point. And therefore, is in Pshutashal Mikra, Kenkashanish, therefore, on the surface, it doesn't present a question in the simple understanding of the, of the Psukim, why he doesn't mention every single nation that lives there. Because that could be understood from just reading the context of the Pasuk. He's, because he gives a number of descriptions, adjectives about the land. He says it's a good land and an open, uh, you know, big area, territory. It's a land flowing in milk and honey. And therefore, one could say, as the Far Rechent and Nordi Umas, that's why he only mentions the six nations that he does. Unish Girgashi and not the Girgashi. Because one could say, the which part of Yisrael was particularly. Um, blessed with the qualities that Hashem mentions, which is flowing in milk and honey, open uh, territory, and so on, was the area which was inhabited by those six nations, not necessarily by Girgashi. Maybe that wasn't the choice, the best part of the land, and that's why he doesn't mention Girgashi because the area that they lived wasn't what he was trying to describe. He's not trying to describe the land which they occupy. There he's talking about the people themselves because he's describing how are we going to get rid of all the inhabitants that live there now so that the Yidden could move in. As he says, I will send before you a, an angel, the Girashti and I will chase out, I will banish the Knani and the Amorid, all the six nations that he mentions. So he's talking about the people, not about the land. So here Rashi does have to explain. Why aren't we talking about how we're getting rid of the Girgashi? So that's true about both of these psukim. They're both describing similar situations, talking about the people and, and getting rid of them. Vov. In them gufe is an untashed, but however, in this itself, describing the people, there's a difference from the Meshton Pasuk between the first Pasuk in this week's Pasha, Lagab the Tzveta Pasuk in comparison to the second Pasuk. On the Chilag Vert Ongedait, and the difference is expressed in the Vertavos Rashi's Matik from Pasuk in the words that Rashi quotes from the Pasuk. There you can see the difference between the first one and the second one. In the first Pasuk, Rashi quotes also including, I am going to banish the Knani. There is talking about how is Hashem going to sort of hand over the people to the Jewish people so that they can banish them. He will banish the Knani as well as the other nations. Therefore, we have to understand immediately the Pasuk Norzex. We only mention six of the seven nations that are living there. So then the question is, how did they get rid of the seventh nation? We have to get rid of all seven. How do we get rid of the Girgoshi? It doesn't mention anything here. Rashi, so Rashi explains, Sheish Umas Heim, they are six nations, as the Vigirashi, but Sitzich Taken Nor Tzu Zex Umas, that Hashem's need to banish them only relates to six of those nations. Because the seventh nation, Bahagirgoshi, 
of Amadu Panam Ipnei because they left on their own. So there's no need for Hashem to describe how He's going to banish them. He, there was no need for that. They left on their own. Masha'enkin in the Tzvetim Pasuk, but when you get to the second Pasuk, Kum der Inyan Hagirush from the Umers, Behemshach Tzadam Vashtet Friyat. The dimension that they're going to, Hashem is going to banish, or is going to banish those uh, nations from Eretz Yisrael is not the subject, it's not the central subject of this Pasuk, but it comes as a, as a continuation to what he was talking about before, which is, Hashem is telling them, be very careful about what I'm telling you now, because he was telling them about how they need to treat the stuff that they leave behind, the Avaidazara that they're going to leave there, and how to tr- and what to do, and so on. Don't learn from them. Those are the things. So the people that he's talking about are only in the context of you must reject everything that they have been doing till now. The central subject here is not about how is Hashem going to get rid of these people for you, nor it comes only as an introduction to since I'm going to get rid of these people for you they're going to leave stuff behind so know what to do with their stuff when the fat is moving therefore it's understood therefore here the question is not how did we get rid of the girgoshi that's not the, the subject of this pasuk but rather, the question is only, not how did we get rid of them, the question is only, how come they're left out of this mention? Since what Hashem is going to be telling them, which is, you have to dispose of all the Avedazara and so on, also includes to any Avedazara that the Girgoshi left behind. So why are they not mentioned in this list? And we can't give the answer. Perhaps you might want to answer this way. Since it says over here, I am going to banish them before you, from before you. And we just learned. Rashi just told us a few psukim before. That Girgoshi left on their own. Therefore, for that technical reason, the Pasuk shouldn't mention Girgashi here because he introduced it by saying, I am going to banish these nations. And then he goes on to say, therefore, remember to do what you have to do. But because he said, I am going to banish them, how is he going to mention Girgashi? He didn't banish Girgashi. They left on their own. And for that reason, he doesn't mention Girgashi. So you can't answer that because first of all, because now the question becomes that fact itself. If Hashem wants to include Girgoshi, because Girgoshi, they have to treat the stuff left over by Girgoshi in the same way, and he really does want to mention Girgoshi. The only reason is he can't mention Girgoshi because he said, I banished them. So don't say, I banished them. Don't use those words. If if he, I banish them, cannot include Gigoshi, use another word. Since the real subject of the Pasuk is Hashem warning them and telling them what, how they should treat what they should do with all the leftover stuff of all the nations, how the Pasuk should have used a word, something that is fitting with the Girgoshi too the people that live there what's the difference that he's banishing them the people that left that are leaving why does he have to say Girgosh so that can't be the, that's one reason it can't be the answer a second answer the Iker and this is even more important in our case in this particular case the word I am banishing them does fit even for Girgoshi. In Enfriyadikim Pasig, because in the earlier Pasig, Vigeirashti Esaknani, where it says, I will banish the Knani, 
We can understand why I will banish leaves out Girgashi. Because that's the Posik, the previous Posik is the one in which Hashem is describing how he's going to get rid of the nations. That's where he describes that. The Ribbon is Nish Pasik. Therefore, it's unfitting. That's why it doesn't make sense to include Yagoshi into the method by which Hashem is going to get rid of the other nation of the nations to include Yagoshi in that because it was different. Because if he included Yagoshi, one might think as by Yagoshi is given the Girish and Zalmai from Durch Muhammad that Yagoshi also had to be banished in the same way as the other six nations, which was. They had the Yidna to go to war against them in order to get rid of them. But that's not true for Girgashi. And since that's the subject matter, you can't really describe it in the same way. Mashenkin it's Satan Pasuk, whereas in the second Pasuk, with the Girush from the Umazver, the Nor where the banishment of the nations is only a secondary thing. It's only to get to the point where they're leaving and therefore they're leaving stuff behind. So therefore the banishment itself is not really the subject matter. But it's only as an introduction to the next part of the Psukim. Since we already know from Rashi that the Gregoshi left on their own because only a few Psukim earlier we learned it. Is the Loshin Girish in Therefore, the idea that they're being banished does fit in this context, even in, in, in regards to the Girgashi. Because the fact that Hashem is the one banishing them, can banish them in many, in a number of ways. In the Meifin, also including the way as a Gitz in Zearain, Ledugma, Eze. As I aim of a fachad, one of the ways in which Hashem can banish them is he says boo. They got so scared they ran away. That's a way to banish them, which is what happened to Girgoshi. They got so afraid. How did they, why were they so afraid? Hashem made them be afraid. So that's the way he banished them. As the employee from Matzim that they leave on their own. So if the subject is how Hashem is banishing them, you have to make a difference between the way the other six nations were banished and the way Girgoshi. There's a big difference. But if we're, that's not really the subject, we're talking about what do we do after that, so of course you could use a general term, I'm getting rid of them. What's the difference how I got rid of them? I got rid of them by saying boo. So that's how I got rid of one of them. The other one's in another way. So the question is, why doesn't he mention Girgoshi in this passage? Zayin, the Ribbis of Rashi, that's why Rashi says, as the Tam Vasta Vert Oizgerech Nor Vav Umetz, the reason that Hashem only mentions, the Pasuk only mentions the six nations, the Nishgir Goshi, is vile. The reason for this is because Vav Umetz Yesh Khan, because here there are six nations. Nor Di Vav Umetz Zayin Bishasa Knis, Allah is given Yeshvia Oretz. Because Hashem was saying, you're going to arrive in Etz Yisroel. And I will have banished, we're going to banish the other nations. And the, in, you're, the inhabitants of Esisrael are going to be leaving things behind, and he tells them how to treat the, the land after they leave. Who is here now? Who's going to be in Esisrael when the Yidden arrive in Esisrael? Are the Girgoshi going to be there? No, they will have left already. So they're no longer the inhabitants of Esisrael. When the myth is woven, which explains why these things that Hashem is commanding them in the rest, in the continuation of that parsha, for instance, be careful not to make any treaties with the people of the land. You can't leave them there. There's no treaties. They have to go. The, the land that you come to and the, the people that you rise up against. And the fact that you have to crush, the, destroy their, their altars on which they worshipped their idols. That's why it was said only in regards to the six nations that he mentions. Because in regards to Gagoshi, there's no need to tell them uh, that they shouldn't make a treaty with them and so on. Because they had already left. There's nobody to make a treaty with. 
Rashi, and that's why Rashi uses this the, the words that we asked before, ki ha-girgoshi, because girgoshi, nish ve-ha-girgoshi, as to the girgoshi. That's the first Rashi, he says, as to the girgoshi, they had already left. Here he says, because the girgoshi had left, because in our cases the Sanasinas Tam, here it's giving the reason was the it's a Girgoshi. Rashi is trying to say only the Girgosh, uh, only these six nations are mentioned because the stuff that Hashem is telling them about don't make a treaty doesn't apply to the Girgoshi. They weren't there anymore because the Girgoshi had left already by then. That's why he uses Kiha Girgoshi. In other words, it's not as to the Girgoshi, it is because the Girgoshi were no longer there. Alpiza is a movement based on this, we can also understand what Rashi Zaknish in Svetan Pirish, why Rashi doesn't say in the second, in the second explanation, why he doesn't say they left on their own? Why doesn't he use the word on their own? Clear. Because here, it doesn't matter anymore whether they left on their own or for some other reason. Nor blows them at It's not the only thing that's important in this Rashi, in this Pasuk is the reason I'm not telling you not to make a treaty with the Girgashi is because they're no longer here. Doesn't matter why they're no longer here, they left. Doesn't matter if they left on their own or that that, that they were earlier banned, it doesn't matter. The word Me'elev is not germane to this anymore. All he's trying to explain is why they're no longer part of the people that live in the land because they weren't living in the land anymore. When you are coming to the land, they are no longer there. It's irrelevant why they're no longer there, just that they were no longer there. So that explains the two Rashis. Ches from the Inyanim Benigel Halacha was mekenaresim from the Pirish Rashi, as the Rebbe sometimes points out that even though Rashi is not a Halacha Sefer, but sometimes we see insights into the matters of Halacha as well from the way Rashi explains the Pesukim. What is it here? Vibaldas Girgoshi Amud of Fanim Since Girgoshi left on their own. And when the Yidna arrived in Etzrol, they were no longer there. Yes, one could ask the question, whether the, the uh, commands, the mitzvahs that Hashem tells them about how to treat the, the, you know, the, what was left behind by the, or how to deal with the other nations, do they apply also to the Girgoshi? Since they were no longer there, do they still apply to them? Especially in the case, imagine if the Girgoshi, uh, next year they decided to come back. Does Do the laws that Hashem told them about how to treat the other six nations apply to them also or not? And he explains the, uh, the two sides to the question. Do we say that what's important, what's essential is, when you arrive in Israel, that's when we set the rule. The rule is set when you arrive. When since when the Yidden arrived in Israel, the Girgoshi was not a part of the inhabitants there. Therefore, all the laws that Hashem is now stating about the current residents of Etzisrael doesn't apply to Girgoshi. They're not a current resident. Other or another si- a way of looking at it is, since when Hashem gave the command, which was uh, long before the Yidden arrived in Etzisrael, long before, is a Yegeven Ayeshavaretz. At that time, the, the, which was 39 years earlier, they were living in Eretz Yisrael. Girgoshi was living there. Therefore, the laws that Hashem instructed about how to deal with the, the inhabitants of Eretz Yisrael, which they were at the time when the, when the law was given, it does include them. Especially if they return to Eretz Yisrael. So for sure they should be included. 
Eden darfen euch legabe em apitni Allah sarasanal and therefore the Yidden have to treat them no differently in regards to these laws. Fundiuk so now what is how does Rashi answer this? Fundiuk loshen Rashi da and the way Rashi words it so carefully here, where he says vav umus yesh kan, there are six nations that are here. Kiagirgoshi because the girgoshi amad upanametneim had left is mashma, from there it would seem the Rebbe is not setting any fast, hard, fast rules, but it would seem as dos was the tzivui is gezogabar and norben that the reason that the the mitzvahs that Hashem gave in this week's parsha is only said in regards to the six nations is the favel bepeils and zeblois darten given is because they happen to be the ones that are there now that's why I'm including these six nations, not because it doesn't apply to anybody else, only because they happen to be there right now. Yeshkan, as Rashi says, they are here now. That's why I'm mentioning these six. Kiyagirgoshi, because the Girgoshi had already left. But as to the truth of the matter, is all these things apply to Girgoshi too. But there's no reason for me to tell you about the Girgashi because they're not going to be there when you're there, when you arrive. So therefore, I don't have to tell you about them. But should they come back? Of course they should be included too. It's only because they happen to be there, meaning these six happen to be there at the time when you arrive. That's why I'm telling you that it applies to them. But if the Girgashi was there, was there too, or if they should come back, of course it applies to them. Obafrat and while the is especially in light of the fact that when Hashem gave these commands, they were also there. Therefore, the fact that they left earlier doesn't mean that they're exempt, that it doesn't apply to them. It still applies to them. It's just that they don't happen to be there. But should they return, it would apply to them too. While Pisa is moving, so based on this, we can understand the fact that we find in the Varim where it says, and Hashem will give them before you. In other words, He will uh, weaken them before you. They will be at your mercy. The He kisam, and you will strike them. You will destroy them. You shall eradicate them. You shouldn't make any uh, treaties with them. Do not give them any favor. Don't show favor to them. You shouldn't marry any of them. You shall destroy their their altars and so on. And over there, it clearly states also Girgoshi. And you might want to say that, well, the reason that it's said over there is it's talking about the specific Girgoshi, you know, had, before they had left, they were included in that. Or there could be a few Girgoshi here, a few Girgoshi there that are there, but as a whole they left, but a few of them stayed behind. So maybe it's talking only about those Girgoshi. You don't have to say that anymore. They were mixed in amongst the other six nations. So we don't have to go to there. It occludes the Girgoshi also, fully. It didn't apply to them practically because they weren't there, but they are included in all the prohibitions. And should they one day show up again, they would have to deal with them too in the same way. Tess. To understand the inner dimension of what Rashi is sharing here, we'll back them by first explaining. These two wordings, the words that Rashi uses, the first one that the Girgoshi had left on their own, and the second one, that the Girgoshi had left uh, before them bef- without saying. Uh, and also adding the word key because it, one could say it seems that they are talking about two different periods according to the first way that he says it, there are six nations 
and meaning as to the Girgoshi they had left before them is mashma and from there it seems that the Girashta had pale given of the Shisha Umas from the wording here it seems that Hashem's banishing them first dealt with the six nations Umaisim and then he comes to add and by the way also Oich Oif it, it also had an effect but after that in other words after Hashem had shown his might against the six nations then when it came time for the Girgoshi when we had to now deal with the Girgoshi the Girgoshi said no we're out of here we're not waiting for the we're not going to they're getting close so we're out of here so when did they leave after Hashem had dealt with the other six nations that's when the Girgoshi got up and left that's what it seems in the first Rashi because he says there are six nations and then and the Girgoshi left but the second Rashi in Lashen Ki HaGirgoshi Amad Upanam because the Girgoshi had left is Mudgash that's it puts the emphasis that thus is given far that he needed I am going to banish before you those six nations. Why? Because the Girgoshi had already left. That makes it that the Girgoshi left before Hashem was dealing with the six nations. Okay, Pashta Salashin, and as we, if you read the words, that's what it seems to be saying. Shisha Umas Yeshkan, there are six nations here when Hashem is dealing with them. Ki ha Girgoshi, because the Girgoshi had already left. In other words, the Girgoshi is not part of the I am going to banish them from you. And on the simple level, that's how it actually happened. That was the order of things as it happened. That even before the Yidden arrived in Israel, in order to wage war against the seven of Umas with those six nations is Girgoshi Girgoshi had already left before the Yidden even arrived whereas from the first Rashi it seems more like from the wording that Hashem dealt with the six nations and then the Girgoshi left Yishlemer and one could explain now there's not a machlaikis there's no argument here in what actually happened because these are contradictory Explanations. So there is no contradi- contradiction here because Rubai da Hagigoshi is a vegigangi betchila because the, for, the most, for the most part the majority of the Girgoshi had left before the Yidden arrived. But there was still a number left, Gemisht in the Vavumis, maybe amongst the other nations. Pana Nochdem, that's when they, when they saw what Hashem did to the other six nations, they said, okay, we gotta leave. There's no, everybody doesn't want to dwell on it here, but just in briefly explaining the apparent contradiction. Based on that, Yud, the beard in the Pneumis and now we can explain what the inner dimension, what's going on here from a spiritual perspective. Says Yudua, we know, as the Zayinumas Aknani that the seven nations, and the Zayin Midas Royce represent the seven. Um, character traits as they are in the negative in the in klipa, which are the counterbalance to the seven character traits of holiness. So there are also a counterbalance of seven um, character traits in unholiness. Knani is chesed klipa. Knani represents kindness of klipa, and the way klipa expresses kindness, which is often the opposite of the way it should be expressed. Let's say, in a simple uh, explanation, kindness means closeness to someone, showing, you know, loving closeness to someone. But that should not be directed at everybody. There are people that you should not show loving closeness to. There are people that are you should be at a distance from. It doesn't mean bad people. It just means not the people that you should be including into your inner circle. And Knani shows closeness to the people that shouldn't be shown closeness and so on so that's what Chesed Eklipa means Chiti is Gevura and so on each one of the nations is associated with another character trait 
and the Indian from Kibbutz Zion Umas, and the idea of conquering the seven nations in the Avodah from Kibbutz Zion and Mavarah Zion the Zion Midas means that the Yidden are instructed to conquer those seven negative character traits, Vashyeder Uma Protis that every specific nation that was in Israel is the mid of us is Menagos of the Midas and Kedusha because the character trait associated with one of the na- which each one of the nations is of course the opposing character trait to the holiness of that same character trait. So we need to conquer it and transform it into a positive thing. Is Mavurin Svarim, so let's explain the Svarim, that Inyam Fun Girgoshi Panama the idea that Girgoshi left on their own, as Girgoshi is the Bechina Fun Malchus de Klippa. Girgoshi represents the lowest uh, character trait, which is Malchus of Klippa. That when a person successfully is able to neutralize and elevate the seven, the six other character traits, Haknani and so on, Malchus automatically becomes elevated. When you deal with the other six, Malchus just naturally comes along. For a Malchus is Bechinus Nuk for the Klippe, because Malchus is the feminine aspect always, and in this case of Klippe. In regards to Malchus, it says that Malchus doesn't have anything on its own. Everything from the upper clippus, uh, upper character traits is filtered into Malchus, and Malchus is what passes it on to the next world, to the next level, to the next stage. Just like a woman takes um, what is given by the husband and develops it into a child that, and then gives birth. So Malchus develops and takes what it, what it gets from above and um, processes it. But on its own, it's not contributing anything. It is processing what it received. And therefore, when the sixth, when you're able to transform and elevate the sixth earlier, higher uh, character traits, Malchus automatically becomes elevated because that's what it is. It just uh, included up into the other six. Insights. says, from the Midas because Malchus merely receives from the higher levels of the Midas. And therefore, when one neutralizes the evil represented by the six character traits of Klippe, of the other six nations, Malchus is automatically neutralized. And that's what Girgoshi left on its own. Because once they dealt with the other six, Girgoshi has nothing left. It's just... It's it's gone. It's elevated. It's neutralized. There in for Malchus the Klippe. What is Malchus of Klippe in Aveda? What does it mean in a human in the human expression of what we are meant to do? How does it pertain to us? Is the beginning for Machshava Diberomaisa that pertains to a person's thoughts, speech, and action? Thoughts, speech, and action are driven by our character traits. If a person wants to do kindness, the way to do it is think of a way to help someone, talk about it, do it, but thought, speech, and action are merely there to carry out what you are driven to do. So the midas are what drives you, and the machshava dibaramaisa, the thought, speech, and action, are what you do. And malchus is what you do. And in this particular case, it is what the opposing forces, klippe, the, the method when one does things which are for the favor of Klippa. On Bishas and when one is able to fix up the six midas, the midas achesed, as how do you deal with midas achesed of Klippa? What you, what you need to do is, a person should not have any, should not be drawn to things that you know you shouldn't be drawn to. You shouldn't express the desires for things that you know are wrong. That's Ava. That's how you have to neutralize, elevate Ava. Or Chesed. Midas Agvura. How do you elevate, how do you neutralize the Klippa of Midas Agvura? Mavatos and the Midas Let's say to get rid of, if you have a problem with anger, make sure you neutralize that. Anger is an expression of Gvura. 
I'll let us end on the Midas and the same true for all the other ones each one has like stubbornness might be Netzach, a person is determined it's going to, has to be my way so neutralize that but when one successfully neutralizes all those negative character traits so it doesn't leave anything to think about, talk about and do because you've gotten rid of all those negative impulses so now you're not going to want to say anything or think anything or do anything negative because what is the function of thought, speech and action is the fact that they are the vehicle through which one is able to carry out that which you're driven to do which your character is pushing you to do because he thinks, talks about and does those things which your character wants to and compels you to do but if you're, you're not compelled to do anything so then you won't do anything or say anything and so on but there's also another way in which one is able to uh, elevate or neutralize Malchus of Klippe could be in another way too even if he has not yet successfully neutralized evil impulses and is Kavish Yitzray he is he suppresses those impulses the impulses are there he hasn't successfully rid himself of those impulses but he suppresses them as the he doesn't allow it to get to thought to get to speech to get to action doesn't even want it certainly doesn't want to do any of those things doesn't even want to talk about it and not even think about it so of course you're driven you're compelled it pops up but you suppress it when it does come about. So that means dealing with Malchus of Klippa. Which is similar to the Avedah of Abenini from Tanya. That the evil that is in the left side of the heart is still as strong as it was when you were born. You're still driven by and drawn to all those things in, that you see around yourself in the world and it hasn't been uprooted at all you're still driven by an impulse to do things that you would like to enjoy but what the Benini does is he overpowers those impulses he doesn't allow it to get any expression neither and certainly not in action or in speech and not even in thought so that's another way of dealing with Malchus <clears throat> one is that once you've neutralized all your impulses so Malchus has nothing of Klippa to do anymore another one is you've not Im- neutralized your impulses but you suppress them so Malchus is neutralized even though the other ones aren't and this is the difference in these two Rashis in the Meshton, Pirush Retzich, Vegn Seder, Mesudabach, Haknis, Yisrael. The first Rashi is describing the step by step entry into Eretz Yisrael. The Kibush, and beautiful design, Umas, the conquering and therefore elevating, refining the seven nations. Midas Rais, in, in the spiritual sense, what that means is our negative impulses. But in them is the Seder, Vigirash, Tesaknani, and this. The, the way that it usually happens is I banish the Knani, all the seven, uh, the six Midas. You have to banish, and which means purify, elevate the seven, those seven impulses. And then after that, Malchus had nothing to do. Malchus has no has no feed, there's nothing feeding into Malchus, nothing negative so first came first comes the the banishing of the six Midas of the six nations and only then the Girgashi left that means you successfully refined all the six negative impulses, which leaves nothing left for Malchus which means it automatically disappeared 
Vert bederech namele me'elav bottle, and that's why Rav says me'elav. On its own, it became bottle. Girgashi left on its own. Bottle bechinas amalchus. The whole malchus of klipa was bottle. The machshava, the dibur, the ma'ase. Whether it's thought, speech, or action, in velchas and in zechmuslavis, the vav midas rois, in which otherwise the six negative impulses would have been found function found expression when the Tzvetan Pasuk but then the second Pasuk it's not talking about the way that one enters Eitz Yisrael it says the Kibbutz were beautiful design Midas it's not talking about the idea of conquering the seven nations nor B'Shaychus to the Tzivuim Ba'azvaros the discussion in the second Pasuk as we said before was the, the subject was what does Hashem want one to do how do you deal with them when the Avaid of Mitzvahs and the Avaid so in other words it's talking about what does a Yid need to do and the Avaid of Torah Mitzvahs is L'chol in a Maishash Yasun the very first thing that one has to deal with in Torah Mitzvahs is fix your behavior that's the first place you don't start from try to refine your very character and which will leave no negative behavior when we're talking about um, actual Torah mitzvahs, it means fix your behavior. That's the first place to fix. To what should you do in Eilash Shaloisasen? And these are the things that you're not allowed to do. Which means the first thing to deal with is how should you think, how should you speak, how should you behave. So there, it's not it doesn't happen on its own. And therefore, you can no longer say Girgoshi left on its own. But in Yeshkan, because here the Vav Umas, the six negative traits are still there. You haven't refined them yet. You haven't neutralized them yet. They're all there. So then you have to deal with Girgoshi. Girgoshi has to leave. The Raf and the Zex Midas the Klippe is doch because as the Tanya says, the. Uh, the impulses of the six negative impulses are still there as strong as ever. as you were born with them, says Nor It's just that the Girgoshi left, not on its own. It's just that what you've done is you've separated, you don't allow Girgoshi, your thought, speech, and action to express that which your impulses want. You've separated them, you've torn away your, your behavior from what you want to do. Yes, this is what I want to do, but I'm not going to allow that to happen. So the Girgoshi, the Malchus behavior hasn't left, hasn't become perfect on its own. You have to work with it, you have to do it, you have to make it happen. That's why Rashi doesn't say Me'elov on its own. And he says the six nations are still here. He makes that point. They're still there. Which also happens because the, the, there is a greater power. Because the Tanya talks about how is it that a Yid can be assured that they can always win the war, win the battle. Maybe it should be, you know, you win some, you lose some. How does, how, what's the guarantee that you can always win? Because we have an, a superpower, which is the Chachma of the Nevesh Olekis. We always have that um, secret weapon. Because that gives you the ability, the power, the strength. As on and the Sichlus to push away the foolishness, which means Klippe, from the Klippe of Zedrach from the Klippe, which is on the other side of the, of the coin. Tanya, as Tanya explains, that this is what a Benini, um, that's why a Benini can be guaranteed that if he wants to, you can always win the battle. And that's why we say that they, they arose and left on their own, meaning the Girgashi, not on their own, but they left, that it's Mipnehem, they were pushed away from, because of them, because of the Yidin, means 
that there is always the holiness of the Nefesh Elikis, and that's what pushes, helps you push away any negative thought, speech, and action. You always have the ability to deal with and make sure that your speech and thought, speech, and action is proper. So the Rashi is also ascri- uh, describing where it comes from, that it comes from the fact that you have a Nefesh Elikis, which always has the ability to overpower any negative impulse. And since there are there are six nations, meaning that's why the next pasuk says you have to be very careful. You have to be especially careful as is owned by M Nishpailin in the Mida Hazayin. You have to make sure that because there are still negative impulses, they're all there. Therefore, you have to make sure that it never crosses over into behavior, into the second seventh Mida. In the Levushinevashvariaguf that it never gets to your thought, speech and action, which are called the garments of the soul, the way the soul expresses itself, or to don't don't allow it to get to the body, which means the body has the ability to function, to do things. Don't allow it to get there. When the Avaida in Dembir from the Alazayan Midas and this Avaida, this uh, work that a person does in refining these seven midas is the achan of achshara that is the preparation and what uh, paves the way to the mkimosh from Allah's to conquering eventually all ten umas right now we're dealing only with the seven but when Mashiach comes it says we will also have the three other the three other nations and they will also be conquered which refer to keser chachma bina with the, the, the three levels of the intellect as well as Kesser, that which transcends the intellect, that will actually happen by the redemption. Then we will have not only the land of the seven nations, but also the lands of the making up the ten levels. That is the complete. As it says, then there will come a day when Hashem will broaden the territories of Eretz Yisrael to include also the other three nations, making a total of ten. Because Ramamashans will all happen. Because Ramamashadei Mashiach Tzidkenu.